shotglassdigital.com. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. Whoa, I turned down the wrong volume on this episode of Geek Out Loud. It's a book club episode. It's C.S. Lewis is out of the silent planet, and we promise not to talk over your voicemails on your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud on a very special episode. The Goliverse Book Club is happening. It happens every month. You can join up by going to geekoutonline.com slash reads. That'll take you to the Goodreads Goliverse page. Join up with Goodreads and jump into the discussions. Put in your thoughts on what books we should be reading. And every month we convene here uh, to talk about the books we've read the previous month. And this month is going to be no different. Before we get into it, before we bring on the mama and the papa of the book club, uh, I just want to say thanks to everyone for using the Amazon links. You find it at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. When you do your shopping through Amazon, and by going to those links, it helps the shows out tremendously. And I greatly, greatly appreciate that. And a huge hearty thank you so much to everyone who supports via Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. It's a great service, a great site. Head over to patreon.com slash geekoutloud and uh, and check it out if you're so inclined to help us out. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate that. Also, really quickly, um, don't forget the Satchel beta promotion. Now, I don't mean a, a male purse type bag, a carry-all bag. Satchelplayer.com is where you want to go to get on the beta, especially if you're an Android user, podcasters, and listeners both. They're in the beta here for a great um, great new podcatcher-type app that uh, is ad-free, third-party ad-free, and everything else. It's uh, There's no freemium involved. It's a free app, and you can uh, download and listen to your favorite podcasts through it and support your favorite podcasts through it if you want to. Uh, head over to satchelplayer.com for all the information on that now we're going to bring them in we're going to bring them both in first to get off this so we can get this discussion going uh first of course he is all the way from the frozen tundra of illinois but it's the summer so i don't think it's frozen ladies and gentlemen he is bald-headed rod 
We're just gonna let it roll, man. We're gonna let it roll. I, 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 I got my hands up. Who else got them? Woo! All right. Bald-headed Rod, what's happening, my man? Oh, not much, and it will be the frozen tundra tomorrow. Tomorrow's my day in the freezer, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's right. You're always up in the freezer. You're always freezing. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's a nice balmy 38 degrees Dude, and I'm in the other department. You sent me a picture the other day of Maybe. some Coffee Mate creamer. Yes. Yes. That That's is true. like Star Wars has I mean Star Wars has joined up with Coffee Mate? Uh it was news to me as well. R2D2 Coffee Mate creamer bottle. Now I got to go to the store and find it. I do love my coffee and I actually use Coffee Mate. It's 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 been inbred to me uh or in inbred that's not right. Um in well, grain, you are from the south. That's true. Hey, in grain. Whoa now watch out. Apparently you've already started some trouble with the mama of the Goldiverse Book Club. Let's bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Jackson, what's going on, Miss Jackson? Oh, I'm trying, trying not to be, not to be that person that I was on Twitter earlier. But we'll see. Oh, we'll wh- see how this discussion goes. What happened, guys? I there was the some pot. language. Ja- yes, Rod stirred the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Just I like saw that. an opportunity. I went for it. I got to tell you, I like the feistiness, Nicole. Oh, it is fun. I like the feistiness, Miss Jackson. But you know, as as I reminded you all, fair, family friendly, family friendly. I know. I can't so, say the B word. <laughs> I believe it's the B phrase. <laughs> well, I don't think you want me to say the other B word either. No, so no, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, the B word she was referring to was butt, ladies and gentlemen, butt. So there, I've broken the ice. Bald. Can, you know, she can say bald all she wants. So yeah. what what did you do, Rod? Uh Dylan and, and Nicole were talking about their love and dislike for the book respectively. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and I can't even remember what my tweet was. Oh Nicole said she was gonna read Beowulf. Oh that was yes, that. I remember I saw some of that stuff, yeah. And then she said I basically said it's got to be more interesting than the last book she read. Mm. <laughs> and I think I even tagged Dylan just to make yes, sure. Yes, yeah, I did, I, did, I did see this then. I, you're right. You're right. I did see this. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say, Nicole, right out of the gate, you not, you're not a fan of Out of the Silent Planet by one C.S. Lewis. Not at all. Okay. All right. So, so if I just got your overall... Um, just a quick, like, one-sentence review of the book. Hated it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that makes... Did make, you do mm-hmm. the snaps? Yeah. <laughs> Rod, are you going to be any kinder to this book than Nicole? I got to be honest with you, Steve. I was pretty... Uh, I, I listened to it at work like I often do with my books, mm-hmm. and I zoned out a lot yeah. during this book. It just did not grab me mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. I actually... I was telling Nicole earlier, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and be honest. I was actually looking on Wikipedia, reading it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I vaguely recall that. <laughs> this book did not. <laughs> it, it did, yeah. Um, I was listening to it as well, Rod, and I don't know if it was the narration um, or the story, 
but I did find myself having to force myself to concentrate more than I normally do when I'm listening to books. Yeah, I um, just did not grab me. Definitely a product. Right, and while I was reading it, I kept having to, like, wait, what did I just read? Let me go back and reread this. Right. This is why I stopped, and I. this is why I started to take notes, because it was like, None of this is sticking in my head. I'm going to do a if I'm going to do a podcast, I might want to remember something from this true, horrible true. book. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so she's going to keep going. Well, have you guys uh, ever read anything else by one C.S. Lewis? Just the Narnia. Okay. Yeah, I read the Narnia when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, did you like the Narnia? I sure did. Okay. All right. I I did as well, and and then you know I, I revisited them a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Excuse me, and I liked him except for the last one. And I think I was I was debating about how I wanted to word this in the discussion. I knew it was going to come up, mm-hmm. but I don't mind like a little analogy or hints of something. I think when Tolkien did it, we talked about it. It's when they just beat you over the head with it. <laughs> it's almost like when you're watching a TV show and they know everybody fast forwards through the commercials, so they're like, "Oh, your new car is really nice," and then they start talking about the car. That's what I felt like right. with this book and with the last battle <laughs> okay well i see now here with this particular book um the uh, analogy is the wrong word isn't it um probably the um the symbolism and, and that sort of thing was not uh it wasn't as obvious to me there was definitely a philosophical it was definitely a philosophical look i think at the state of humanity right and and in some senses cosmology but but I think more humanity as as you get into the story. And I do think it's also a product of its time. It's definitely a product of 1938. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, definitely, yes. And, and I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I like a lot of older sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But again, this one just didn't grab me. Okay. And I know, while I'm thinking about it, before I forget, I know a lot of people in the chat, there was a whole thread on, on religious themes. Mm-hmm. I took much more colonialism out of it. <laughs> wow. I, I almost felt like I was Avatar at first. It kind of died down towards the end. Then it got into the more religious themes. But at first, it almost seemed to me like we're going to do the humans coming to another planet and pillaging it for the gold. Gold, yeah. Well, but and and do, who cares about the natives? You know, if we have to wipe them out to get what we we want. Okay, I'm with you there. But you also had, you know, you had the. It was all done through the eyes of the guy who wasn't doing that, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought I felt like that's where they were going to go, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And then, like I said, then at the end, then it switched over into a more of the religious theme. Right. Well, for sure it did. Well, it was through not quite until midway did we start to even get a hint of the religious stuff when they started talking about the Alandria, or however you say them, the, the basically the angels. Yeah, and then the, the one, right. and then the one fallen one who went to Earth. What I forget what they called Earth on in this particular book, but Malik Malachandra. No, Malachandria Mal- was yeah, the book he was on. Oh, uh, Mars. yeah, that yeah. was Mars. Um. So I. Anyhow, I my thing is 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 just knowing and having read other works of C.S. Lewis, um, like. Not just Narnia, but like some of his, his some of his nonfiction stuff. Mere Christianity is one that really sticks out. Mere Christianity is a collection of basically radio essays he read um, there on, I guess, the BBC back in the day, and it's this really. It, it begins as this intense defense of belief of faith, and it moves into then what 
a life lived by faith would look like. Um, and and Lewis was a thinker, you know, that was kind of his deal. And and he and Tolkien would, you know, sit over a pipe and a in a pint and and discuss these matters in depth, of course. And 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 this was you know, an attempt at science fiction. I, I came away, I guess, a little more forgiving because, you know, in the circles I run in, you, you've got to hold C.S. Lewis in high regard, and if you don't, then there's something wrong with you. And um, and and so so I was a little bit more forgiving of the book. However, I, having said that, this is definitely a story wherein nothing happens. Not a whole lot. I mean, <laughs> just, seriously. Exactly, and that's, I think that was my main... That's why I don't... Like, why am I reading this book? It's nothing happening. I need. I like books where something is happening. Right, right. And and for being as short as it was, you kept thinking something was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, it's this small, this little tiny thing. Oh, this should be action packed. It's so small. Nope, not at all. Mm 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 mm. And I definitely don't think it was a kids' book either. No, mm, no, not with those words. I'm (laughs) sure if I handed this to a sixth or seventh, they'd be like, no. No, no. Try me again in high school. Right. Well, I don't even think high school me would have liked this book. And do you think that? Do you think that that is the that is the result of where we're at in science fiction? Rod, you said you like some older science fiction. Have you got an example or two? Uh, I like a lot of Heinlein, Asimov, Clark. Mm-hmm. I liked all those. Um, well, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Aldous Huxley. Okay, but. You know, these are all, I guess, a little newer than, than Tolkien. Or right. Tolkien. Lewis. 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 Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I think old sci-fi, I think of like Burroughs, you know, with the with the Mars, you know. Yeah, I've read those. Stuff. And, um, and, of course, H.G. Wells, the father of science fiction. And if H.G. Wells is to be believed, you know, uh, Jules Verne has nothing to do with science fiction because what he writes about is not fiction and it's barely science. Um, but, but, you know, around that same, you know, in fact, uh, in, in the acknowledgements, you know, Tolkien or Tolkien there, you got me doing it, Rod. <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis mentions, you know, Wells and, and others like him who, who kind of blazed this pathway of, uh, sci-fi and started this whole thing off. So and and he mentioned some other things in in within the book. There's a mo- there's a mention of Ransom's di- distaste for vivisection, which was something that was going on. Uh, I don't know. I didn't realize it was going on this late. I thought it was you know a little bit before 1900, where there was just this trend in the science community just to take animals and slice them open just to see what's going on, and you know in the name of science. But it almost became uh, it was brutal. With with the way they would do things, and you know, it became a thing of brutality. Um, but uh, but anyhow, I, I say that to say this that um, that there were little mentions here and there. You know, H. Uh, G. Wells wrote the Island of Doctor Moreau, Moreau as kind of a not necessarily. Uh, I, why can I not find my words tonight, guys? It wasn't a statement about vivisection, but he wrote it to almost be that you know, in a scientific, in a science fiction kind of way to kind of say, look, this could be the end result of what we're doing and we're becoming animals ourselves by doing this kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, quick little mention of that by Ransom. Ransom, obviously our hero in this thing, I, if, if he, protagonist, I guess would be the best word to use that technical term. 
Um, I'm, I'm rambling, though, and but we do have at least one email about this. Uh, if we get any to the Goloverse Book Club email? Well, we've got oh, two. It looks like we like. got two. Yeah, Andy Lindemann has sent us another one. Okay, well, he just sent one to the geekoutonline at gmail.com email as well. Well, that's probably the one. So, well, no, I mean, this just came through. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he just okay. said, yeah. In chat, he just said. He says, I, he says, I thought I sent in something about this book already, but I don't see it in my sent folder, so if I did, please ignore I don't remember getting it, Andy. I'm going to have to do this on my phone, so it'll be short. After owning and losing this book for a few decades... I found my book and read it. It was tough to get into it first because I've been reading The Martian and Armada, and Lewis's style is so different. It was from a different time, and I guess writing styles were different back then. That's a, that's a very astute point, Andy. Anyway, by the end of the book, I was hooked. I missed the religious references and had to look them up on the web. The only thing I think it was missing was Ransom's need or want to get home. That didn't seem very strong to me. I also thought that Divine's character became so unimportant, and I was led to believe that he was going to be more of an important player in the story. Weston's character ran its course the way I thought. Anyway, check it off the bucket list. May the force be with you always. And that's Andy Chewbubba. Let me Google that for you. My phone calls me Batman Lindemann. So, that's a great name. Yes, yes. It um, is a mouthful. Let's talk about these characters really quick. You know, Ransom, he mentions Ransom's lack of a need or want to go home. Did, did that stick out to you, Nicole, at all? Or were you, did you care? I keep feeling like I'm going to get it. I don't care from you. Yeah, okay, you're not going to get out. Not at this question, you won't. But uh, I feel like Rance, he didn't know what he was going to do. He knew he knew his only way home was through Divine and Weston. He ran he, his kidnappers. He didn't, he had no way. I, I think it was briefly was mentioned in the book that he was like, oh, he thought about, okay, but then he was like, well, I have to get away from these two. And what initially he thought, okay, I have to get away from the Sworn because they're going to sacrifice me to him. So to them so he really i don't think he really had enough time because really the time frame in the book i don't it doesn't seem like it was that long of a time frame i would say a month two months that all this happened in max it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like on mars time it doesn't seem like it was a lot of time where all these events happened like with him meeting up with the one hero what i see this is another thing i can't pronounce these names i don't even want to try to pronounce these names but um, Rasa. Rasa. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, once he met met up with them and he got he started to learn their language, I, I think it just kind of it didn't it went to the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. He didn't really think about it because he as a linguist, he was doing something that he knew that fit that it just, you know, even though he was taking notes like, OK, if I ever do get back home this is what I'm going to have to say about this. And this is how this language works. And these are their verbs and their nouns and their pronouns. But I don't think it was really that forefront in his mind about how he was going to get back home. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian Beatty says, does anyone else think Ransom was Tolkien? Well, Dylan has said that that's documented. All right. I need to see that documentation. You know what? Dylan will probably provide that for you post haste. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm good with that. I think that's pretty cool that Lewis would be like, well, we'll put someone here that could be Tolkien. I don't know why the name Ransom comes into mind, but uh, or if that's a religious thing in and of itself, you know, because Christians talk about being ransomed uh, by Christ. You know that we that we were uh, in in captivity to to the enemy, and that Christ through the cross ransomed us. So I don't know if that's kind of the idea or 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 what, but. Um, it it's kind of hidden. Was did you guys say there was another one, another email? 
Uh, just uh, the voicemail from Dylan. Oh, just the voicemail. Trying to talk over. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, this is this is Dylan Newhouse, the the defender of Out of the Silent Planet. Nicole and everybody in the book club. I am going to be in the middle of job interviews, uh, weddings, vacations, and a move around the time of the discussion of Out of the Silent Planet. So I wanted to get my comments in while I have the chance. Okay, I'm not going to talk over the email, but I'm going to pause the email. As I look through the chat right now, for those of you listening live at Mixer.com slash I do see Dylan here. He is here, and he did say that uh, he might even call in again later if he, if the book gets bashed too much. Okay. He's taking this very personal. All right. Well, uh, Ransom was a log- linguist, so it was so was Tolkien, and that's what he's saying uh, is the um, is the proof. But that's not documented. You, I mean, I'm asking for. He's I'm not, like I, asking for a link to something so yeah. we can read it. Oh uh, yes, that's what. The, <laughs> <laughs> calm it down. Anyhow, so Dylan is here. By the way, for those of you listening uh, via the podcast, so let us let us let him continue. Uh, first of all, there is no movie adaptation of this novel, so there's no reason for Rod and Steve to power talk over this voicemail like they did with Ready Player One. I feel like that's more of a challenge than anything, Rod. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, I had you on mute there that, for a that's minute. That's fine. That's fine. I just I feel like I feel like that's a challenge to to power talk. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. But I just feel like. That we were just kind of putting our place and challenged on on my show, by the way. Yeah, like he, he he tried to power his way onto this episode. I don't know if I told you that. Like he he offered me some money. Really? And I I said this show cannot be bought. We no, have integrity. how much? Wait, no, 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 no. Time out. <laughs> no, Steve. What? Integrity, no, 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 Steve. Integrity. No, yeah. No, 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 no. How much money was offered? Not enough. This need this kind of stuff needs to be run through the host. This is. <laughs> <laughs> that's listen i will i can be bought there's i every everything i own is for sale by the way you know just well, at the price well, is right. listen I, I want you to consider this though he kind of runs with sarah and sarah promised me a diet mountain dew and i never got that so fair enough fair enough let's let dylan continue okay i probably just gave them a reason to do that but I- he's right he really did i hope they don't because c.s lewis is one of my favorite writers maybe my absolute favorite I've read most of his tremendous body of work. His Christian apologetics absolutely rewired my brain in high school. And to this day, I perceive life to a great extent through his lens. His work led me to writers like G.K. Chesterton and George MacDonald. Basically, he introduced me to a whole new world of thought. And the Space Trilogy played a big part in that. I get the feeling at the time of this recording that not too many Gulliverse readers are digging this book, which, which is nope. fine. Tastes differ. But if you enjoyed it at all, please pick up the second part, Paralandra. It is by far a more exciting work. Uh, it has a more immediately arresting premise, but you have to get through all the world building of Out of the Silent Planet to get there. And I love that world that Lewis builds, the, the cosmology that he constructs. Uh, the method of space travel is pretty quaint, but you have to remember this thing was published in 1938. Uh, I love Ransom as a protagonist, uh, even if the kidnapping plot at the beginning is kind of abrupt and strange. Uh, but as soon as we hit Malacandra and meet the Hross aliens, hey, Steve, which always remind me of Wookiee. Yes. 
Can we talk about the kidnapping thing at the beginning? Yes, l- what, please. What's, what's that noise? I'm going to go in there. Oh, I wake up on a starship to another planet. Doesn't that seem like a little bit of an extreme reaction to investigating a noise? Well, you had to he get... He wasn't really investigating a noise, though. He he was traveling, and he met that lady, and she was like, my son has not come home. Can you go see where he's at for me real quick? Can you go bring him home for me? And he's like, okay, sure. They might have They might have a bed there for me, so I'm going to go find him. And go stay with these strangers. I mean, that threw. I'm like, wait, what? Well, he yeah, had. I was like, wait, it's 1938. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, it's I mean, not like it simpler, is now. I can't simpler do that times, now. I guess. Yeah, simpler yes. times. And 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 the idea is that he saw the little boy was in trouble, so he goes to save the little boy. Well, he wasn't a little boy. He was like he was a grown man, but he was slow. Simple. I was about to use. The, I was going to use the R word. Yeah, don't Sorry. do that, please. I don't. can't use that word. Yeah, Sorry. please don't do that. He was. He was, uh, he, yeah, okay. So he was, he was a, they, I think the term they use is simple. Um, right. And so, okay, you're right. Slow, slow Donnie. Wow. Um, so yeah, so he saves the boy or he keeps the boy from, or the, the man, the young man from, from being harmed by these two or whatever they're doing. And he sits down to have a nice drink with them and finds himself drugged. It is, I mean, it is, it is one of those things. It's like, you've got to get him on the spaceship somehow. And True. and you've got to establish that Weston and Divine are pretty slimy characters. It's you know in some way, very. Um, and, and so I, uh, you know, I, I like you know I it's 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 just how else you gonna do it? Let's let's brainstorm that real quick. How else would you get ransom on the spaceship, Nicole? I guess drugging him is drugging his drink is the only way possible. Get, slip him the roofie. Slip. Yeah, I, I just didn't like. Did I miss something though? What was their final plan? Was it this guy's going to be our slave when we get to the planet? No. See, that's the whole thing. They didn't take the time to fully understand the culture, and they wanted. And that's what the whole thing at the end is all about. He's like, we wanted to meet someone else you know, who could speak to us and speak for you guys uh, just to try to get a gist of what's going on here. And they thought what was the, what the, um, not the Slyruvians, what were they called? The, the, not the Slytherins, the, 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 anyhow, the big people, not the big people, but the medium-sized people. They wanted, they thought that they wanted a, uh, a, a, a human sacrifice, Right, you know, because that's where their minds immediately go to. They they saw these cultures as being savage, um, in the same way, like you mentioned, an, an avatar or a or a fern gully or whatever. You know, they saw these cultures as being, you know, uh, they saw themselves as being above these cultures, and um, and so they thought, well, obviously, they want a human sacrifice. Well, I don't want it to be me. Well, I don't want it to be me either. Well, let's get somebody. And this guy hadn't left any forwarding address or any way to get in touch with him. They're like, well, they'll just think he went missing in the woods. Right, because he did. He was like, yeah, I'm out traveling. I have not. People don't expect me home for months. Oh, here's a guy right here. Let's take him. So, uh, Maybe I should have said or camp. Uh, oh, my gosh. I can't think of the name. Camp Kickakee. And Ernest goes to camp. You know, the, the big ind- industrialists thought they were better than the Camp Kickakee kids. So. It's it's that idea, um, you know. And well, let's let's continue. Uh, the opening on Earth is long forgotten. 
the way myth, religion, and space opera are interwoven in this world is, is astounding to me. I remember being moved at the explanation of why Earth is regarded as the silent planet. I also love the climax of the book when Weston and Ransom stand before Oyarsa and uh, Weston's selfishness and greed are laid bare through an act of translation, a demonstration of the power of language, something that Lewis and his good friend Tolkien, a literature professor and a linguist, believed in strongly. Anyway, sorry for the long voicemail. Uh, I'm afraid it's going to be the only praise we hear about this book, aside from maybe Matt. If everybody hated this book, then just remember, Matt nominated this book. I just seconded his nomination. Oh, throwing someone oh, under the Wendy bus, Cooper are we? voted for this book, okay, too. Okay, all right. So, wow. so Dylan's going to end his voicemail by throwing people under the bus. I thought that was my job. I thought like I was the only one throwing people under the bus well, here. Apparently not. Apparently not. He's... He's he's a he's an expert at it. Um, I look Jesse Rice is in the chat right now. By the way, guys, if you've got something you want to add to this discussion, if you want to jump in on it, uh, if you haven't already, uh, would sell us on this book. Yeah, nine one two three eight six four two nine four. Now I need to just say again, I want to make it clear, I don't necessarily need to be sold on this book. I understand what was being done. I'm speaking of it from a completely what did it do for me did it capture my attention standpoint and I've got to be honest the answer is no I I thought it was a little boring however I like the concepts I like the ideas I'd like to see them quickened up a little bit here's uh, someone from the 703 area code hello 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 what's going on nothing much do you know who this is sounds like the admiral to me it is. How you doing? Long time no talkie. Well, you know, you, you've been doing the show later and later. i got to get up at 5.30 in the morning, you know. I understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. But I have people that want me to have a life, you know, here in real life, and I'm not a fan. Um, Those people are selfish. Yes. And you should probably not be hanging around with them. Fair They're enough. They're a bad influence on you. Fair enough. Uh, Admiral, help us out with this with this book. Did you read The Out of the Silent Planet? Yeah, man, I loved it. I mean, Mars, holy crap, going to another planet, and then, like, he kept on trying to leave, and every time he tried to leave, something else got screwed up, and those NASA guys, I mean, no, not no. telling the other people that he was still alive, that's just cold-blooded. No, no, no. This no, is, that's the wrong book. Yeah. yeah. That's the good what? book you read. Yeah, no, we're that's not. The Martian. That's the Martian. I can't call in for any book. No, no, no. That's no. discrimination. No. I'm, <laughs> hey, you can I'm gonna have to, be no, my no, guest. No, 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 no. You know what happens now? Go ahead. Go ahead. You there? You good? You... <laughs> Get the music play. I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the music. What'd you play? Oh, I work rolled. Oh. <laughs> The Foo Fighters inspired me. I tried to Rick Roll. Oh, okay. Mm. No, I just finally got the Martian done because I was reading a bunch of other stuff, and holy crap, I love that book. Isn't it great? Are you <laughs> looking? Such a good book. It is. In the trailer. Oh my gosh, the trailer's so good. Hashtag bring him home. Hashtag. Bring what are they? What are they going to take out? That's all I wonder because uh, I'm looking at the book and I'm like, there's no way you could fit this into like an hour and a half. What are they going to have to take out? They have to keep the cannibalism in. That's the whole plot. I, wait, what? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that in the last episode. No, you didn't. Mm-mm, Imagine mm-mm. my surprise when I'm reading it. Like, oh, how did they not Mexican. mention that? I, I guess I don't. 
remember the cannibalism? When they're when the- when when they're when they're going back for the the, the family of the the I think it's the doctor or it's, it's the youngest crew member and her, her dad's like your mother is so upset you know if you don't get this if this food doesn't come you're gonna starve to death and your mother she can't even get out of bed and she's like no dad I'm gonna be fine and he's like what are you talking he's like you just have to trust me I'm gonna be fine he goes. Listen, your mother's almost dead with grief. You have to tell me what do you mean you're going to be fine. He goes, look, we figured it out, okay? If the food doesn't get here, the food we have, you know, all of it will last me six months. And I'm like, well, what about the rest of the time? That's just the food we have on hand. Everyone else is going to take poison. Um, and, then, and then he goes, oh, God. And then he's like, just tell mom they'll be fine and there'll be enough food. <laughs> And then they make the crack at the end after they get the food, and and then the the one guy who's uh, I think he's he's Mexican. He says, like, that's that you're an Angie first. You know you love Mexican food. Come on. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess I don't remember that part. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Alicia with the Chris Farley show. There we go. Can you remember that one part? Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. And then that time Rod came on. <laughs> And then oh, Daniel was there. I miss Daniel calling oh, in. Oh, man. I'm just screwing it up. That's what it is. Yeah, we've got to figure out. We need to start a campaign. I don't know what it'll take, but we need to start a campaign to get Daniel to to call back in at some point. Uh, I think an extra large Geek Out Loud t-shirt would do it. Is that what he needs? I don't have one. Um, well, then we got to get him one. <laughs> I have one. Oh, he's the one that never got one. And I am within driving distance, but Daniel doesn't like meeting people in real life. So That's He says true. he wants to do a Longmire podcast. I don't know Longmire? Yes, it's a TV, the TV show. show. Okay, I've not watched it. Look, All right. Look, you, you don't have to record it. Just tell him you recorded it. And oh. then, you know, you never post it. Okay. So... So Admiral, so you you've not read the Silent Planet? No, oh, okay. no. Oh. But I read the Martian, so I thought that then I could come on. You yeah. know, I read I mean, one of the books. It's still Mars. And yeah, the though, book, yeah. it's still Mars. Yeah, yeah. it's totally still Mars. Legit. I mean, it's the it's the Geek Out Loud book club. I read a book. Right. <laughs> I so it's read not it necessarily the in. same book you guys read. Right. Right. But right. that's not my problem. I read no. a book. Yeah, you're right. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Hoisted once again on my own petard. <laughs> yeah, once again, there I am. And uh, and and I could not think of anyone better to be hoisted by. That's so. right. And then you're going to have to walk the plank. Gladly. For you, gladly. And, and, and get keel-hauled. Um, I don't want to. That's the rules. Jeez, I mean, it's I. it just keeps getting... Worse. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Navy's rough like that, you know? Yeah. Shanghai people. <laughs> Drug them and take them to another planet. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> what else we got going on on a Friday night? It's, it's what the British did. Uh, can, can you... They took, they took all of us off of merchant ships, and then they were like, no, you're, you're, you're working for the British Navy now. We went, no. And we went, they went, yeah. Who are you going to call? There's no phones. Right, right. I think it's, that's it's a direct 1800s. quote. You can't email nobody. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I think that's actually a direct quote too from <laughs> yeah. some of the. From yeah, some, yeah, from some. No, only the, only when they were doing it, they had their pinky out because they have class like that, and right. they were drinking from their Earl Grey hops. Yep. 
my gosh. Admiral, you're on fire tonight. She is. You are on. I know. You are in. I know. I know. Great. It might be <laughs> cooling. Might be cooling. Uh oh. Well. <laughs> I tell you what. No, no. My Kool-Aid choice is Diet Coke. Oh, all right. Admiral, it, I guess my question is, when are we going to hang out? Because, dang. Well, I live in Virginia, and I'm not going further south than that in the summer because it's hecka hot here. I and don't, yeah. um, I don't blame and you. And the mosquitoes already eat me alive. Yeah. I, I, I have family down North Carolina, mm. and I was just, like, covered in mosquito bites. So it's yeah. like I'm, I'm not going further south. So we need to do Steve Con in the fall? Yes. Okay. Like Savannah or something, okay. you know, by the by the water. Yeah, yeah, we can do we can do Steve get, Con get, in the get some, get some fresh shrimp. Mm, I love shrimp. Well, if we do it in the winter, we can actually. If we do it in Savannah, we can actually do it in the winter because it's not going to be that cold. You know, there you go. You know, a lot of people will be warmed up by if we do it in Savannah. So that's a good idea. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Admiral, um, anything else to add to this before I let you go? No, that that was it. Okay, all right. Admiral, I'm, I'm assuming you don't read a lot. Then is that what you're saying? No, I do, but I I I had other books that I was reading, so I'm slowly catching up. All right. Well, let me just. I'll encourage you to do this. Skip where what we've done so far, and just and 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 jump on hitchhikers with us for next month. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't. We're doing like hitchhikers. That. Yeah. Hitchhikers yeah. got the galaxy. Oh, I am on that. All right. All right. And then after that, we're doing the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. oh, I've already read The Princess Bride. I've read it like a jillion times. Oh, see, you're already ahead of us. I love Princess Bride. Oh, he fooled me. I read the book and I'm looking through it and he keeps on talking about like in the in the super long edition or in the prequel. And I'm like, what? There's there's another book for that? And it took me to go, oh, oh, he fooled, he Rick fooled me. Oh, he, he, Leonard, <laughs> he Leonard part six you. It's like, where are the yeah. other five? They're not there. <laughs> all right my friend admiral thanks we got other people trying to call in here so i'm gonna let you go okay all right thanks a lot admiral good to talk to you it's good to talk to you too all right good to talk to you admiral all right, nice talk to you rod stay away from those rabbits <laughs> they're biting me oh lord this is getting <laughs> weird all right we'll see you the admiral lot guys okay we've been derailed um completely yeah, so I don't know. Let's see. This is from the 903 area code. We'll bring him in. Hello, hello. Hey, Steve. I knew it was you. You, you should have. I, it's a little depressing. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, I love this trilogy of books so much, and this is, just, this is a bloodbath. How is it? <laughs> no, hold on. Time out. How is it a bloodbath? I... I am seeing the praises of the concepts and the ideas that are there, but I was not taken with the storytelling. Well, have you read the other two of them? I have not, no. They're, they're kind of a package deal uh, in a way that Narnia is not. You know, in Narnia, I feel like you can pick up anything probably other than Prince Caspian, which is just a slog. Uh, but for the most part, those books build a world through telling really good stories, right? So the, this series... I think it, it, it's it's one big novel in a way. So I, I feel like what's been criticized is the first third of a novel in, in a big way. So that that would be my first defense of the thing right there. Okay, well then I would respond to them. Why didn't you guys who were promoting this at geekoutonline.com slash reads and the Goodreads group, why didn't you guys just say, well, they're short, let's do all three? Well, I will say that uh, a guy named Matt 
it's not Matt Crowder, and I think a different Matt, Matt a different Matt uh, nominated it. And I said, sure, hey, I love that book, and that was my involvement. Hang on, hang on, time out. Thing. Time out. What yes. is it, Rod? What do you want? Matt nominated it. You championed this thing. You hoisted the flag. I did not. I said, yeah, I said that sounds like it. an awfully good idea. That's all I said. And you ran with it, and you've been singing its praises. By the hey, way, don't get to throw I, I want no, no, no. By the Just, way, we, should, we, need, we need to go to Goodreads and look at uh, the transcript, look at the record. All right. Is it time is, for me oh, to pull yeah, out the was... list of people that voted for this book? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Cooper did. One Wendy Cooper did. I've yet to hear her call in because Wendy Cooper voted for well, it. Well, hold on, hold on, calm down, calm down. I I need to I need to take <laughs> a I need to take a sidebar here really quickly, and I need to ask Nicole something, Nicole. In yes. in the nomination threads, uh, the recommend we're not calling them nominations, recommendation threads. Um, proper protocol is to recommend a book, and then everyone has to second it. You don't have to second it. Thank it, you. Every book that's recommended is going to be put. I put it on the poll. Now let me ask you this: What does it do to your state of mind when you're scrolling through the thread and you see where people say, "I second <sighs> this"? It drives me nuts. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, why are you seconding it when we're going to vote on? All these books are going on a poll. They're getting voted on. You don't well, have to second look, it. I, I already it's felt not gonna, liked I'm by not Nicole. Gonna... <laughs> so now that, that solidifies that. Thanks, Nicole. Oh. I, I already had a feeling you disliked me, and now you you feel mm. that deal. But thanks to Keith for that, really. Well, no problem. Ever, that's you're, right up there with, you're right up there with Doc, so you know. <laughs> oh, God. Basketball. Oh, no. That was the biggest insult. I could. Oh, no. Well, oh, oh. listen. No, listen. Uh, let me get this in uh, oh, at least. Sure. Paralandra, the, the second book in the trilogy. You could give me just you know thirty seconds. Sure. Uh, to, to try to sell since, you on that. Since you asked so kindly. <laughs> I was thinking, Nicole. I really enjoy you on the show, so please don't be mad at me. Um, Paralandra is the idea is that Ransom goes to a different planet. I believe it's Venus, and he meets uh, essentially Eve. That, the idea being that, like, there's an Adam and Eve on every planet. And uh, Weston is back with him on this journey as well. And they kind of act as the angel and the serpent in the garden. What? And, and, and so that's kind of the idea of this. It's kind of a, 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 a ramification on a Genesis. Time. <laughs> is the idea of Paralandra. 30, five, 30 seconds, five. 30 No. I mean, not fine, but it, that, that's a more interesting idea. Okay. All right. So so basically they end up on this planet, and you've got Ransom trying to pull for the good, Weston trying yeah. to pull for the evil. Why would, why would Ransom fall back in? I guess my question is, after what happened on Malacandra, why would Ransom go back and fall back in with Weston? Uh, because well, he's... Uh, he's he, he gets uh, drugged and kidnapped again. Yes, that's right. He's walking along the street. He, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't learn. And, 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 yeah, a guy says, hey, well, around here, around this corner, and, and then he injects him with something, and then he's, he's on Venus. All right. He goes to Venus. That's not, that's not, really, that's not really what happens. Uh, because he's interested, because he's even involved now, he, he has a, a sense of a broader cosmos out there. And, and Weston uh, starts to try to sell him on his humanitarian ideals, and he starts to kind of buy in. Okay. So, so he wants he wants to go exploring. Is, is the idea in the second book? Okay. All right. Well, it's really good. Look, uh, like I said, well, everybody hates it. It's fine. No, no time you know, out. I think number one, if I can just if I can offer some constructive criticisms 
right now. Number one, everybody doesn't hate this book. Well, you know, you're right. You're right. It's that I love it so hard that anything short of gushing praise feels to me, I guess, maybe like hatred. Right. So, no, and that and that, yeah. and that leads me to my number two constructive criticisms. Don't take it so personally. Stop no, being I'm so fine. behind hurt. Nope. <laughs> behind her. <laughs> Please, Nicole. What, why did Nicole say no, one I more time? Please. One Please more time. One more time, Nicole. Please stop being so behind hurt. I can't say but. Oh, wait. I just... Are you trying to say butt hurt? Oh, hey, family friendly, Dylan. Family friendly. <laughs> can't say the B word. I just understood. I was trying to clarify. I don't know what, what, she, what she meant by that. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I'm having a wonderful night. Um, Man. Uh, Steve, before I let, uh, let you go, can we talk to you in general for just, just one minute, though? Yes, you, please. You can the timer if you like. Please, go uh, for it. Yeah, uh, mere Christianity, you mentioned before. I mean, I think that's a lot of people's uh, starting point with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that book uh, uh, still mean a lot to you? Oh, I, dude, I, when I, well, yes, I'll just say yes. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, I think that it is, to me, it's because of the thought process that goes into things that when I first read mere Christianity, I'd never thought about before. Absolutely. Well, like I said in the voicemail, it kind of, re- in high school, you know, I was uh, I was a Southern Baptist and it was kind of, and I know this isn't uh, religion cast or whatever, or God out loud, but uh, I was a Southern Baptist. I, I, you know, went along with everybody else, but never really uh, internalized or made personal my faith in a way that, and you know what honestly it was? It was a, I was a freshman in high school and a really, really cute senior that I was kind of the freshman pet, you know, that whole phenomenon. Sure. Well, yeah, she was reading it. And so, of course, I went out and bought it. But it really, it, it, it meant the world to me. And I, and he is uh, one of the few authors that I, I've read pretty much everything I can get my hands on, including Narnia. And Narnia is incredible. For anybody who's down on this book, don't let that uh, sour you on Narnia, on that experience, because, because that that's an incredible fantasy world uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any any of the, his Christian apologetics are uh, whether or not you uh, are part of that faith, uh, they are worthwhile. He, he's a very very uh, deep thinker, and, and if you believe that about yourself, then, then they're worth exploring. So that that's what I would want to get in there about C.S. Lewis. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, I agree with you. I'm getting derailed by a few things here. Um, sorry, but no, you're right. It, and and I think that. For those of us who share the faith that you and I share, um, C.S. Lewis is very, very important. And and it's not necessarily because of his works of fiction. It comes down to things like Surprised by Joy, Mere Christianity, Pilgrim's Regress, and even to an extent the Screwtape Letters, which is a work of fiction, but it also has a lot of that stuff in there. Oh, but, sure. Screw, Screwtape is genius. Uh, Grief Observed is a title I would throw in there when his wife Joy died. Uh, it's him wrestling with God over the fact that, that his wife died, and it's heart wrenching stuff. But but if you uh, encounter loss in your life in any way, mm-hmm. it, it's a great book to turn to. So. Yeah, it's it's that, that's my Lewis geekery out there. Yes, well, I, I lost the most my hair. Pure geekery you can have. <laughs> Rod uh, Rod said he lost <laughs> his hair. So all right. Well, Dylan, I, 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 thanks. I, you guys I appreciate. It. I will, listen, listen Keep to me. About the Martian. Keep quit power talking me, Dylan. Dylan, quit power talking me. <laughs> Serves you right, Steve. 
Listen. I'm just going to hang up on him. Uh, I, because I was about to say something very nice. I was about to say something very, very nice. Um, it, you know, it was, it, it's, Dylan was, uh, was brought up a good point, you know, in, in a way that I didn't necessarily so eloquently. And that is that, you know, I can't iterate enough that part of the desire to really like this book for me comes from the respect I have for C.S. Lewis. Um, and I, but I can't get away from the fact that, he, like, when you read Burroughs, you know, Mars stuff, you know, Princess of Mars stuff, and when you read even H.G. Wells, it does take a while to get into the time that they were into. But once you're, once you're kind of able to get yourself there, stuff happens. And, and what I didn't want out of my science fiction is what I'd never want out of my science fiction. It was, it was almost too Star Trek y. I'll say it. There it is. I said it. Star, especially, it was too Star Trek The Next Generation-y. There it is, I said it. Where we encounter a species, we have misunderstandings, and then we have understandings. The end. Thanks. You know? Uh, yeah. All that was missing here was, uh, was, a, was a Klingon, an android, and a first officer with a beard that thinks he's a lot sexier than he is. <laughs> uh. Number one. Yeah. Right. I'm talking. Yeah. I wish I could remember these the uh, the species um, that that are on this planet. Um, on like, this planet? On the out on in on Malacandra. Uh, um, I mean the Harasa. one. The what was it? The Harasa. The okay. Uh, I got the Wikipedia up. The Eldil. The Eldil. Those are like the angels. Yeah. yeah. And then the. Because that's basically how I pronounced that word in the, my head. Because it was just too many P's and the, F's and T's. The piffle trig. <laughs> the. <laughs> Now the piffle trigs are pretty cool. I'd like to see a book. I'd like. <laughs> I'd like to see a book about the piffle trigs, just all piffle trigs all the time because I think they'd be funny and quirky and interesting. Um, they they are almost like minions to me. When I hear hear about the piffle trigs, but what was the other one? What was the one that they were so scared of? The, the sorn. The sorn, thank you. Um, number sure. one, that's a sorn, and we're going to be friends with the sorn. Are you sure, Captain? I don't know about this. Number one, how can we exist in the universe without welcoming others? And then Q shows up. Hey, Wendy Cooper's calling in from the high desert. Wendy Cooper in the Amen Corner. What's going on, Wendy? Not a lot. Hello, gentle people. How are you? Hello, Wendy. Wendy, how goes it? It's good. Um, Amen Corner is not here. She's eating dinner. Oh, okay. Well, bless her heart. Tell her we all said hello. <laughs> uh, I'm glad she's feeling better. Yeah, no kidding. How, how was school? School? Okay. Yeah. It was the first day of eighth grade, wasn't it? It was the first day of eighth grade, yeah. And I said, so how was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was fine. It was good. So it was fine. Okay. Yeah, it Great. was fine. You know, we made eye contact for a fraction of a second. So, you know, I guess it was good. Great. <laughs> great uh, I have to mention before we get started um, Nicole that uh, the, the <laughs> that's exactly what I thought <laughs> thank you Wendy pimple trick yeah the, but you know what else kind of got my mind going is like that guy's name the one the lead guy the only guy that we talked to can't can a cacker baraka can a cacker baraka 
I think that's his name. Canna. Who? Now, who is this? Which one? He's he's the the piffle piffle. The piffle trig. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yes. Canna Karabaraka. The name reminded me of Doctor Who on the Titanic episode. <laughs> <laughs> the little red guy is Ben uh, Benna <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Nice. That's all. No, okay. I amuse myself whenever I eat. Okay. That's, That's fine. Really... That's fine. Now, well, you got to amuse yourself with this book because it's certainly not going to do it. Wow. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Damn. Okay. Thanks for the setup, by the way. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I do what I can to help. <laughs> so I did like the book. Oh. Interesting. Right. Really? Well, well, yeah, I you gave did, it a you three did out, nominate it, yeah. I yeah. gave it a three out of five. Guys, time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but someone just made a disparaging comment in the chat about Star Wars. And, <gasps> whoa, whoa, yeah, I see it. And whoa. it's, it's <laughs> yes, it's time. Look, Dylan, I know that you're, you know, behind sore about everything <laughs> that these people don't like about this book. But that's no reason. That is no reason to bring down the the Star Wars. I'm sorry. Go ahead, it's the, Wendy. It's the, it's the come uh, come to Jesus meeting now, huh? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Me and C.S. Lewis are going to be coming to Dylan, and yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't be dissing the Star Wars. I mean, come on. Right. I agree. I've seen Star Wars 500 times. That's right. Anyhow, okay. go ahead, Wendy. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I had to get that out. Uh, okay. All right. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What do I do? What? Why is Daniel and Indy calling right now? <gasps> he wants to. Oh, my gosh. Do you need to put me on hold? So no, you can he's get got this weird where I can't bring him into the group call. That sounds like something Daniel would do. Yeah, that's Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Curse you, Daniel. Well, you could take him because, you know, I know he's on a limited time frame. I know he is, but just go ahead, Wendy. I'm, I'm going to no. We're going to do this fairly. D Daniel knows what he's doing. He's trying to derail the show. Go okay, ahead, Wendy. Exactly. Like, right. like we need any help with that. that. I'll bring it back in. I'll bring it back in. I did the um, the three out of five, and I did vote for it. But in my defense, I clicked on the wrong button. You wanted to vote oh, for that. You? you could have changed your vote. Actually, oh, I could have. It's always I, you can always change your vote. See, I thought once I was in, I was in, and I was nope. actually looking to see, okay, what is this out of the Silent Planet? I forgot what that was all about because I have read it before. I've read all three of them, and I was just trying to remember what they were, and I don't know what I was doing. Who knows what was happening, but anyway. So, so there. Yeah, I did vote for it, but I didn't mean to. So there. You meant, you meant to okay, vote for Okay, I'll take your name off the list, Wendy. Okay, woohoo! I'm off the list. <laughs> I love that Wendy didn't realize <laughs> messed up and voted. She's like, well, okay, I'm done. Okay, that's it. Um, so I clicked what I clicked. Yeah, what, retcon, yeah, whatever. All right, here's the deal. I did like it. I liked the con the, the message, I guess, but it was so dry. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's get to the point. Please. You're in the desert, so you know oh, dry. I know dry. And gosh, it was so dry, and I forgot how dry it was. And it, I could only do like three or four pages at a time. It's like, oh, my gosh. Finally, at the end, it did pick up. So, you know, it was a hanging chad. <laughs> <laughs> there were, I paused this book at times at work and just listened to the radio. Yeah. And 
it was some awful stations at work, but there were times where I'm like, I just am getting nothing right now. I haven't retained anything I, in the last hour. I appreciate Wendy bringing up a joke that worked in the year 2000 and 2001. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, oh, Alicia did. Oh, okay. Did. okay. I would like to take credit for it because it's funny, but <laughs> it was her. She, nice. she did it. Nice. So anyway, and that's the way it goes. So anyway, I did like it. I the thing I will give you the the good points I like about C.S. Lewis. I love the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. I love the way that he talks to, I don't know. He talks to children not like demeaning. He talks to us like adults. Right. So I, I like that. I like that. But this was just a little bit too adult. I don't know. It, it was a book about nothing. That's about what it was. and uh, it, it's I, I like the spiritual correlations because you didn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to have a spiritual background to to get a story out of it i don't think um but i got the spiritual correlations so so i like that it just was dry 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 and i don't know um i was looking it up though since he published that in 1938 he didn't do chronicles and Narnia until like 1950 uh, so, 40, late 40s, like 49, because I was actually reading about that was the whole feud with him and Tolkien. Yeah, well. That's when they had their falling out. Tolkien was not happy with how, uh, what's what's best way to say it? He, he wasn't happy with how front and center the Christianity was in the Narnia series. He yeah. thought that it was a little heavy-handed. Well, well and we've I, said, I, and, and you know, we said when we talked about Tolkien that he wasn't, he, he says in, in one of the outsets of Lord of the Rings and one of the, one of his uh, forwarding forwards, he, you know, he says this, there's no, this isn't about symbolism. I can't think of the word I'm trying to look for. Um, this, this isn't about symbolism. There's not symbolism. So, um, Oh, Dylan says there's no falling out allegory. Thank you. Allegory. Uh, that's the word I've been looking for all night long. Tolkien didn't like allegory. And, and, and so I'm sure he did tell Lewis, well, I don't care for the allegory. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, yes, I'm sure he added the old boy to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they were British, and you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta say it if you're British, right? <laughs> I think so. Go- or governor, governor, governor. Yeah. Well, whatever. So anyway, that's that's my take on it. I, I did enjoy it, but it was dry, really dry, and it was so hard to get through it. And I powered through so I could get through before Nicole. Just because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need that competition to get you going and get you motivated, and and that every morning after work, I post. Okay, this is how many pages I got through today, you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what that's kind of what it was with, with to get through this. I just needed to get through it. And it was hard. It was hard just because we need to get to the point a little bit quicker. I think so. That's that's my take on it. I liked it, but not. Not like the Martian, and right. I listened to that. I just got done listening to that again. Yeah, it's. I'm really looking forward to that. The, <laughs> you need, you the, needed something to purge I, yourself. Yes, I needed. I needed a little excitement from Mars instead Cleanse of cleanse your palate. Yeah, leading a little excitement from the Mars. So, so well, anyway. I my thing is 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 I I know that this is again from a different time, different literary taste and that sort of thing. So much of what we read and get into so many times is is about the entertainment quality of it, and yeah. 
and I think again I go to I think the biggest criticism I can give of this book is to, for me that it's just it's boring and and that though I though I like to sink my teeth into where he was going with some of the spiritual philosophy and everything I would have rather just read his own thoughts flat out about that um, right. than than sludge through what I felt like was just a, a story that didn't go anywhere you know I think the most intense you know, or, or the most interested I got was the flight home. You know, they were, they were, they were running against the clock. You know, they had 90 days to get back to earth. They had to take a, a route that took them too close to the sun. They almost died from the heat, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Even though Arasa told them, we're, you're not going to die. We're not going to let you die on the spaceship unless you don't make it home in 90 days. Right. And, um, and, but the, just the despair that was there, it was the, it was the heading home and trying to get home that I'm like, okay, now it's finally getting a little bit of excitement to it. I thought it was going to ramp up when he started to run from the guys, you know, and, and right. then it just kind of slowed back down. And, yeah. you know, and I understand world building. I understand, you know, developing, you know, uh, the, where we're at and, and helping us understand the world in which we live. But I felt like the whole book was was that and... Dylan said it best. You know, he said, "Look, this is really the, those three books are really one long novel," and and I really got that sense of this. I got the sense that well, this was the first act of three acts, right? And and you kind of got that. And I can't remember, to be honest with you, I can't remember much of what happened in the other two books. I've never read yeah. them. I've never read. I mean, them. if this is a trilogy of movies, are you watching the next two? No, I'm not nope. paying money. No, <laughs> I'm not paying money for it. I might, I might catch it on the cable. Uh, no. <laughs> if there a free screening at my local theater, then yes. If I have to pay, no. No, yeah. Listen, listen um, because I'm be I do like free screening. No. Yeah. Well, I do like, I do like Lewis. <laughs> I just think it might have had something to do with, you know, the beginning of his career versus the middle towards the end of his career. You know what I mean? Hmm. Just it could be just that that kind of a difference because it was one of the first ones he wrote, according to the list that I found on the computer. So. His bibliography. Well, was we got you got one Pilgrim's Regress and the Allegory of Love, and then you got Out of the Silent Planet. So, you know, <sighs> we're trying. Just, you just get better with age, I guess. Yeah. You know what, though, with the old with all those old books, it does take me a little while. I have to pay attention because I do like Jane Austen, but I get a little irritated because, come on, let's step it up, let's go, let's go. Um, it's just one of those, one of those things. They just took a little bit more time back in the day, and now we're into entertainment, and we need to get to the, we need to get to the point quickly. Yeah, I mean, even when they were hunting, it was like this could be a point where there could be some, something going on, you know, some kind of anticipation of something happening, but not even then. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, what's his name gets killed, and it was just kind of brushed over. There was so much. Even, it wasn't even sad. Yeah, I mean, there were so many times where something could have happened, or a situation could have been elaborated on, but it was just kind of like keep flying through it. Yeah. Well, I kind of did like the, you know, the thought of their thought of death. That it's not. It's basically the completion of a thought. It's not. Why should we be sad? It's now his. Now his words are complete, and they have a. I've been kind of preoccupied with age lately, and. And I, this did help put some of that in perspective. It's 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 a whole life, and at the end, that's when you think about that 
ends when it's over, not halfway through it. Right. You know, like I seem to be, I seem to be stuck in that lately. But I did like the way that they handled death in general, and mm. and I kind of wish they would have made it a little bit sadder because. Or even Ransom being sad. He didn't even seem really that. No, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just take it all in and whatever. Yeah, the guy that, the guy that I've been hanging out with for the last couple months. Uh, yeah. yeah, I learned, I lived, you know, lived with them, ate with them, you know, went fishing with them, got them killed. Oh, <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> My bad. I got to go now. Yeah, moving on, moving on. Next group. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That, that, Jeez. Well. Anyway. Well, Wendy, thanks for calling in and thanks for sticking up a little bit for the book. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we're all on defense right now against one person, and uh, we need to. Oh, I'm on the offense. Okay, good, good. All right, good, good deal, <laughs> good deal. Wendy, it's always good to talk to you. Hope, oh. uh, hope the high desert's treating you well. And tell yeah. the Amen Corner we all said hello. I will. I certainly will. All, all right. right. Have a good night. Bye. We'll see you. Um, I know we had a couple other people trying to call in at 912-386-4294 uh, right along with this guy. I'm going to try to bring him on in real quick and see if he answers. We've got a few more people trying to call in. So, man, this this is generating some more discussion than we've had in, in recent books. Daniel, you with us? Yeah, I would say this book sucked. It's not nearly as good as Hitchhikers is going to be, and as good as Martian and Ready Player One was. Thanks, Daniel. You're the best. Yeah, Any, anything to expound upon your thoughts, Daniel? <laughs> yeah. Did you change my Netflix code, Steve? I don't have your Netflix code, Daniel. <laughs> did Derek change it? I, Derek doesn't have it. If you guys are going to change, okay. Well, well, if you guys are going to change it, I just need to know. I'm I'm the one paying extra for the 4K. I don't. I don't have your Which Netflix. It's fair because Derek's got 4K too, and he's been watching Blacklist like every day. I, uh, Daniel, <laughs> I've only, I don't have your Netflix account. You, you know what? Never, just forget it. Okay, just okay. forget it. Okay. okay. Um, so, how's the book thing going? It's um, <laughs> it's going better. It's going Remarkable. good. Doing all right. With that? Yeah. Much better than I thought it was going to go. That's for sure. <laughs> Daniel, I'm going to pose to you the same question I posed to the Admiral earlier. When can we hang out? Um, never. Okay. No. All right. Wow. All right. All right. At least yeah. listen. I appreciate that, your honesty. That hurt. And um, and and I appreciate it. Your honesty. Hey, as soon as that cat gets off of that, me and you will hang out there uh, from that poster. That <laughs> hang in there. Well. <laughs> All right. well, I gotta go. Okay, well, thanks for calling in. Seconds of material, and that was it. All right, yeah. the George Costanza podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you, man. Leave it on a high note. Leave it on a high note. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, Daniel and Indy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, three one six area code. I daggummit, I messed up. Call right back, please. Uh, sorry, sorry guys. I put you on hold. I, I I did the wrong. I pushed the wrong thing in my haste to answer the call from the three one six, and uh, we'll call him. We'll bring him in right now. What is going on here? Hello, hello. Hey, this is Matt Marks. Hey, Matt Marks. How you doing, buddy? Uh, a little nervous. Why are you nervous? We're, we're mostly friendly. Oh my no. god. <laughs> no. You should be nervous that Dylan has been throwing you under the bus since the chat started. 
Oh yeah, he was doing it like a week ago when we, when Nicole and I were like, "Oh, this book wasn't our favorite." He immediately was like, "It was Matt's pick. Matt's pick." <laughs> Matt, um, let me let me let me just go ahead and tell you: there's no reason to be scared just because some people don't like what you like. It doesn't mean that they're not going to like you. All right, we just uh, don't like Dylan. <laughs> wow, Nicole. Nicole, you're being Nicole is just on it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, Matt, talk to me about Out of the Silent Planet. Obviously, this is a book that you enjoyed, or you wouldn't have um, suggested it. Well, I hadn't read it before I suggested it. Oh, interesting! Really? I, I uh, just assumed you'd read it. Yeah, it was just something I had read. I mean, Lord of the Rings and a lot of Tolkien stuff, um, and. Uh, kind of really got into that and was reading not just, you know, the Silmarillion, but his, uh, like, the letters. Um, and so he had mentioned in the letters, you know, his correspondence with C.S. Lewis and uh, what he thought about the books. And I thought, well, I had heard of these before and figured it'd be worth a shot, so I put it up there on the poll and then figured that would give me an excuse to get the first one and, and give it a read, so... Uh, but I really liked it. I, I would agree that it's not exciting, um, but I didn't think it was boring either. I thought um, okay. that there were a, little, a lot of interesting things that I talked about. Maybe I'm being too harsh when I say boring, because I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I did find myself engaged, as I said, in the moments of excitement and in that final conversation with Uriarsa, or however you say his name, I was, mm. I did find myself engaged because I was trying to pick apart the philosophy there behind what, and it was on that level. It was like, okay, what's he saying here? What's he saying about this? What's he saying about that? You know, um, I half expected it to almost be a Star Trek Five kind of thing where Ransom runs into God and he's like, what does God need with a spaceship <laughs> kind of thing? So, um, or when Reed Richards had God drawn. What was it God drew in uh, Fantastic Four? Oh my gosh, I, that was a long time ago. That was in God, and they drew God as Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To get him out of a situation or some such. Ridiculous. Well, that was Marvel Comics back in the day, my friend. So, <clears throat> Matt, when when you got through with this, I mean, are you going to go forward? You think and read the other two? Yeah, I think I think I will. Um, I'm interested to see kind of where where he goes from here and, um, you know, how he kind of expands on these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's more, at least at least the first book, seems to be more driven by ideas mm-hmm. than, um, than action. So it, it's kind of more about the things that he's learning than the things that he's doing. Um, and maybe that's kind of what doesn't really grab a lot of people when they read it, because if, if you're looking at what's happening, it's kind of a lot of, well, he's there and he's with them and they talked about this and they talked about that. And then they did something and then they talked about this and they talked about that. So um, maybe that's the, that style of storytelling is what's not really, I guess, resonating with people. Um, I guess what did, what kind of worked for me was this idea of, um, you know, when he first gets there or, when he's on his way there and he hears from Weston and, uh, I cannot remember the other guy's name. Divine. That he's, oh yeah, that he's, um, you know, going to be sacrificed and they require a human. Um, and so he sees that, that alien standing there and then runs away. Um, that the kind of this whole time he's wondering, well, what is it that they want with me and who, and are these people, are the, the, um, 
Prasa, or no, the Storm Prasa. Are they, you know, in league with these other guys? Are they going to turn me over if I, you know, um, if they find out who I am? And so, to me, that was kind of the thing that was, you know, even when the book wasn't necessarily exciting, that was, you know, I wanted to get to the next part to find out, well, what is the deal with these guys? What's going on? Why okay. isn't, you know, now he's talking to the, to the Sorns, and they don't seem like they're bad guys, but what, you know, what was the whole reason that he was brought here in the first place? So, to me, kind of the, the difference between, or the, the contrast between what you're reading and what you have been led to believe so far um, is like, well, I want to figure out, you know, wh- why that is or what's, you know, what's going on here. So kind of kept kept reading forward to see if I could figure out what it was going to be and theorizing the whole time of, well, maybe it was this other group or, you know, so. I don't know. It worked for me, I guess. Sure. Well, I think that, you know, I... I was wanting to see what happened next because I thought surely it'll ramp up here, mm. you know, because that's my, that's my, that's, that's my biggest exposure to science fiction is eventually a phaser is going to get fired. Eventually a black, you know, something's going to happen. Eventually the aliens are going to revolt. I did like the idea of this kind of, I don't know that you can even say in 1938, it turned the concept on its head, but for, for what we've known since like the 1940s and fifties, this kind of turned the idea of, of the aliens being the bad guys on its head where you had this society where no one was an underling to anyone else, you know, as far as the, yeah. the species went. And, um, and, and so, you know, it, I, I was, I was taken by that idea that, you know, idea, wow, I just got real Southern there that, um, <laughs> that you, you know, that, 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 that we didn't run into a big fight at the end and it wasn't a big war kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess that's kind of it's kind of interesting that, that that's what you're expecting. But then, you know, you look at the characters, the human characters in the book, and that's kind of what they're assuming, too. Mm-hmm. And Ransom is saying, well, okay, so are you guys in charge or are the other ones in charge? And, you know, do you, do you guys fight or go to war against each other? And it's just kind of, you know, assumed, well, someone has to be in charge or, you know, someone has to be above the other ones because that's what we have. I mean, even among... Uh, you know, in, in our history, even among different races mm-hmm. uh, on Earth. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you end up liking it. It. I mean, you took definitely a an interesting. Um, <clears throat> it, it, you took an interesting uh, approach to recommending a book. Well, I'd like to read this, so I'll recommend it and make everyone do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, but, dude, we appreciate you calling in. And um, and and giving us your thoughts because it, it's good to hear some defense come to this book because Nicole hated it. <laughs> well, I guess uh, next time I recommend a book, I'm not going to be getting much support from the uh, book club here. You no no. Listen, you've always got my support. It's Dylan that you won't be getting much support from. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey Matt, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you and appreciate you calling in, brother. Yep, love the show. See Talk you to soon. Later. All right, thanks. Bye. Nicole, you still with me here? I am still here. You're, are you just are you are you agape at the idea that people like this thing? I mean, that's fine. To each their own. Okay, I'm All only right. coming down hard on Dylan because it's he, Dylan. All right, I hear you. I hear you. We got one from the six one eight area code. Hello, hello. Steve, what's Nicole, up? Nicole, Rod, how's it going, guys? Oh, not too bad. We're having a good time tonight. 
Excellent. Well, I wanted my last act on this planet to be talking to some of my favorite people because obviously the world is coming to an end if Steve's talking about Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> oh no. He does that from time to time. He just never I, talks good about it. I, I Listen, my bag is packed. I'm ready to head for the hills. Y'all just tell me when. Just tell me when. Well, Talk look, by the way... People, please introduce yourself. This is uh, this is Sarah, right? Steve, everybody knows me. Nope. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, Hi. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm from Tipton, Georgia. I like long walks on the beach and food and restaurants. Okay. Um, she's engaged to Doc. Don't forget that. Married, I got the picture. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> Married, I got the picture. Um, I, I saw a wedding photo. The Star Trek. Oh, I, I didn't even, oh, I missed that. They got married? Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Listen, the, just let them have their delusions. Let's just talk here and me. Okay, well. Let them go off and crazy world. The, the Star Trek thing, it's, it's like Rod said. I'll bring it up every now and again, but I'm never talking good about it. Sometimes you just got to remind people that. There is bad sci-fi out there. That's, we that, should appreciate the good that much more. That's right, exactly. So, um, did you read this book, Sarah? Um, as always, Steve, I did an audible.com. Of Please course, go to audible.com/backslash/gulliver for your free trial. That's not the right. That's not the right. You do it. <laughs> I think you're talking about audibletrial.com/slash/geekout. There you go. There you go. Um, yes, I did, and I, I, I have to say right out of the gate that it was not my favorite. My mm-hmm. disclaimer with that is two things. Number one, I'm not a huge sci-fi person. I am desperately trying to cultivate a like for it, but it's never my go-to. So I always struggle a little bit more with sci-fi. Um, and then, of course, the other thing being that it was written in a very different time mm. where... Nobody knew about Star Trek or Star Wars and laser blasters and things like that. So they just, I don't know, maybe they just didn't need as much stimulation as we do today. So it was a little slow. It really was. And I think that's what uh, most of us that didn't like it, that's one of our biggest complaints. Is, And I know Dylan says it's world building, but if you got this much in the book and nothing happened, like even a nice cliffhanger would have been. Yeah. But, but there was nothing that makes me want to go to the second book. Well, I mean, there were there were parts of it that I that I liked that I thought were interesting. Again, talking about it being written in like the twenties or thirties, he was essentially thinking of something brand new, which I thought was really great. He's developing this whole world. He's like these concepts that nobody else had ever had before, and he's putting them on paper. Um, things that always irritate me when we're talking about books like this is just the fact that, like, they. They just assumed the worst, and then it just got worse from there on. Like, can you just sit down, have a meal, talk your problems out? Do we have to go to these crazy links? Do we have to kill people? Do we have to travel and kidnap other people? Like, why can't we just sit down and talk it out? Like, uh, it just, it aggravates me when, when simple, when things can be simply overcome, and yet it becomes this big drama. Well, that's, I mean... Look, that's the nature of the beast, though. I think that's the point they're trying to get across: is that we are, um, you know, we're we're by nature a, a a a race of species or whatever you want to call it that we mm-hmm. we're going to go the wrong way. We're going to think the worst. So, 
Well, and uh, was I the only one that was incredibly embarrassed for human beings everywhere um, towards the end where the two, I don't remember the names, I'm sorry. Weston so and Devon. What was it? Weston and Devon. Thank you, Steve. Weston and Devine come in, and they're all, like, being idiots, like, yelling and talking really loud, trying to give them jewelry, trying to uh, act bigger than they were, trying to intimidate them. I was like, can you just can you just stop? Can you sit down and stop embarrassing yourself? Yeah, I think that was... Now, listen, I think that was meant to be played for some laughs, especially after we've gotten to know the Harasa and we've spent mm-hmm. time with these people. But I also think it is a... I think Rod was a little bit dead on when he talked about, you know, colonialization. That, yes. that you know, it, it's that same concept of automatically going into a culture and thinking, well, we're better than them. And mm-hmm. and rather than try to learn about that culture, you force that culture to come into your way of living yeah. and thinking. And in the meantime, take any, anything valuable that they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. But one concept that I thought was really interesting, and maybe I'm alone in this, but where he was talking about how, um, like I took it as it was, he was talking about Lucifer, but say this like spirit or angel that was going around making trouble, and then he was um, essentially banished or caught in the air around the earth um, to kind of do his stuff over there, but not mess with anybody else. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to kind of explain how Lucifer got stuck here on earth. So. But every once in a while, there was a, a fun little tidbit that came out of it. But overall, I have to agree, sadly, that it was a little slow. And it was written for a completely different time frame than what we live in. But I can't wait until Disney makes the movie out of it because it's going to be awesome. Well, they said that about John Carter, too. Mm. <laughs> and you know what, John? I was, you know what? Steve, you said it, too. I, I shouldn't have said that because that wasn't a bad movie. Yeah. I think I think it suffered from just horrible press you know everybody talked bad about it and then when i finally sat down and i watched it and i was like this really wasn't that bad you know i didn't think it was like the greatest movie i ever saw but if they would have kept going with the series i would have kept watching it well that's the moral of the story right there never believe what other people tell you never believe when dylan tells you it's a wonderful book (laughs) wow 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 well i know i know well, he was uh, stirring up trouble in the chat, though. So yeah, he's oh, he's, been, he's he started to really stir up some trouble in the chat. Um, Let's start. So, <laughs> well, Sarah, thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. As always, we appreciate you and appreciate your support. And um, all right, and I'm thanks look- so much, guys. All right, thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Uh, guys, it, it, we got to wrap this thing up. Um, I, I'm wondering really quickly. Rod, you got any final thoughts about about this thing? Um, I really enjoy doing this podcast, and I can't wait to discuss Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy next month. We got one more call. I feel like we, <laughs> we, might, we might want to take real quick because I've been trying to call in. Let me do this one more call. 931 area code. Uh, hello, hello. Hello. Hey there, Steve. What's going on? Uh, not much. This is uh, Brian Beatty. Hey, Brian. What's uh, happening, buddy? Not much. Uh, I just wanted to uh, call in real quick. I didn't mean to call in at the very end there. No, that's I, I fine. I'm trying to wrap up. But, that's fine. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, I, I was locked like Rod. I mean, I tried to listen to it on a, uh audio book, and uh, I had a hard time sometimes. You know, I realized I was 
I tuned out for a second, but I, I think I liked it a little bit more than he did. But uh, one thing I just wanted to ask or, or bring up was the uh, the speech that Weston has at the very end of the book, mm-hmm. and and the way that uh, Ransom has to translate that, and, and sort of how it, you know, I don't know, encapsulates, you know, how pompous that you know Weston was, and how he, uh, uh, I don't know, how he. Uh, brought his very overbearing view of humanity and his and, and the destiny of, of humanity throughout the stars. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty interesting part. Well, uh, yeah. not otherwise super, super interesting book. <laughs> well, he was very much, I mean, he very much revealed himself as a humanist in that point. And, and, and the fact that, you know, he wasn't concerned with what humanity would look like in the future, you know, or what humanity would become as long as humanity continued on the and so he thought that the destiny and the goal is to continue on which was a foreign concept to these the these species on on mars there because they're like as we said earlier you know wendy was talking about death is just you know kind of the end of the story and that's okay be okay with it but this man wanted the legacy and and the and and the species of humanity to to move forward and i thought back to a doctor who reference i thought back to um, the last human being that we met in like the second episode of the Eccleston Doctor Who, yeah. with, that's just a, a, a skin, just big, right? And they have to keep moisturizing. I'm like, yeah, you know, if that's where humanity's going, I don't really know that that's a life to live. And 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 so Weston though is so consumed with the continuation of humanity, and 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 that's a humanist idea that I think in that moment that C.S. Lewis was kind of trying to to pick apart, you know, the idea of secular humanism and, and, and almost the futility of it. Because in, in, the, in the face of beings who just could not grasp an unwillingness to accept what is and, and, and you know, and go against it, that, that his argument kind of fell apart with them. Um, and it is, you're right. And, and, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. There at the end, that's when I really got engaged because I was trying to pick apart these different philosophical ideas and everything. Sure. Well, I like, too, that uh, when we- uh, Ransom would try to translate what Weston was saying, you know, he had to put it in terms that the, the uh, what, Malachandrians, I guess, you know, could right. understand. He couldn't. And, and it was, you know, almost to a comic effect. I'm sure that was what, right. at least partly what Lewis was trying to do. But when he would try to, you know, translate it, it was just, it was almost like one of these where you... Uh, you translate on Google, trans, you know, translate two or three languages, and what you end up with is such a such a departure because there's so many, there's such a disconnect. But uh, I know I, anyway. I, I thought that was you know very interesting, and I'm lucky that the end of the book for me. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily uh, saved the rest of it, but it certainly uh, I thought was was pretty good. It certainly was the most intriguing part to me. Yeah. So. Um, and and we have power talk Rod and, and Nicole. They both checked out of the conversation, Brian. Not completely. Okay. <laughs> <Still here. laughs> I had to troll Dylan in the chat for a second. There you go. Well, Brian, thanks for <laughs> thanks for thanks for calling in, man, and, and offering no up no your problem. offering up your thoughts, buddy. Have a good night, my friend. No problem. Good night, everybody. We'll see you, Brian good Beatty, night. everybody. Night. Uh, Patreon supporter Brian Beatty, I should say. All right, so Rod, please one more time, final thoughts. I I I ended up having to break in on you as you were. Oh well, I mean, 
like I said, I was just, I'm really looking forward to Hitchhiker's Guide, Princess mm-hmm. Bride. I've never actually, uh, I don't know if I should say this on here, but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it because I'm, I'm not afraid of the, the backlash. I have never seen Princess Bride, so I'm interested Whoa. in you. Yeah, I know. Wow. I said it. I, I said it. I'm out. It's out there. I've also never seen E.T. So Whoa, oh. man. So um, if you want to reach me on Twitter, I'm at uh, Rod <laughs> underscore B underscore Johnson. You can go ahead and light me up on there. I'm... Uh, and I'm okay with that. You're man enough to take it, is what you're saying. I am. I, like I've said before, Steve, I, I stole your line. My name is my handle. I do not hide. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Nicole, I, I know that you are nowhere near as kind to this as, as I have been or Rod has been. Do you have any final thoughts to wrap us up our conversation about Out of the Silent Planet by one C.S. Lewis? Time to move on. Let's get into Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy. It's it's going to be interesting. It's it's a complete uh, an interesting dichotomy of, of different types of science fiction. I think. Oh, I know. I've read it before. And I've oh. ne- I never have. I just haven't I've, seen the movie because I've heard bad things about the movie. I've only seen both movie things about it, and it's very humorous, very funny, and I'm looking forward to uh, digging in the book because I've heard so many good things um, about it time and time. So. Uh, Actually, real quick, like before I forget, uh, you mentioned something there. I was not aware, but that, fine. We're, we are not a sci-fi exclusive book club. Apparently, there was some misunderstanding. So, feel free to nominate whatever book you would like mm-hmm. from here on out. Yeah, I think I even voted one month for something that was like a mystery of some sort. That sounded really interesting to me. By the way, none of the books for which I have voted have been chosen, and. I'm getting ready one of these months just to assert my authority as host of Geek Out Loud and say this is I've the been one. For it. So, <laughs> Nicole, will you accept that? <laughs> you're so funny, Steve. Oh, come on, come on, Steve. Oh. What you're going to have to do is vocal your pick. Because I mean, let's be honest. That's how many true. people are going to go against you in That's this thing? I mean, there'll be a couple that'll do it. Dylan, um, you make a great point. That's what you want to do. If if like, let's say, for example, one of the books I've nominated, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, is winning in two months. What you need to do is you need to get Dylan to back Snow Crash because after this, I think a lot of people are going to be voting the opposite way. Okay. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, anyhow, well, look, guys, Rod, Nicole, you guys. I've had a great time tonight. It's been fun. Nicole, thank you so much for being in Fuego as you were, my friend. <laughs> no problem. People can find Nicole where can, on Twitter. Where are you? You're you're cl- you're the old class of '98 for life, aren't you? I sure am. And in case people forgot, I'm still raising money for diabetes. They just sent me an email telling me I have 54 days until my walk, and I still haven't made 50 percent of my goal. I'm disappointed in myself. How what can, have I been doing with my life? How can people donate? I'm about to drop this link in the chat right now. All right, and we'll make sure we tweet that out. And, and I will it, also tweet it in a couple minutes. And we'll put it in the show notes and everything. So, uh, hey, join us up in the join up with us in the book club at geekoutonline.com/reads. That'll take you to the Goodreads page where our group is located. Join up in Goodreads and just hit hit in the group and uh, get into the discussions. We have a lot of great discussion. We didn't even get into a lot of the the religious discussion that was had. It was a great thread over at the Goodreads page. I, I was kind of perusing it as we were talking tonight as well as the, the general questions and the and discussion about the book itself. That's the thing. And remember, it's your safe place to geek out. Just because someone doesn't like it doesn't mean we don't like you. That's not how life works. We enjoy what we enjoy, and we accept 
people enjoying what they enjoy. That's what that's what Geek Out Loud's always been about. So uh, we just like to have fun sometimes with the things we didn't necessarily enjoy that much. Go back and listen to Heir to the Jedi for crying out loud. <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, uh, and don't forget Geek Out Try or Geek Out Try. I can't even do it. Sarah messed me up. She jinxed me. AudibleTrial.com slash Geek Out. AudibleTrial slash Geek Out. And that'll take you. Uh, if you've never used Audible.com, try it out, man. 150,000 titles to choose from from every single genre. I would suggest getting in on our next uh, our next book, which will be... Um, Hitchhikers. Which, yeah, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide to the, the Galaxy. Galaxy, which is going to be fun. It's fun. It's a blast. And looking forward to doing some of that action. Um, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. For the Goliverse Reads email... It's GoliverseReads at gmail.com. Yes. It sure is. Uh, Twitter is at GeekOutLoud or at GeekOutLoud at Goliverse. I'm at Steve Glosson. Nicole is at CO984Life. And Rod is, as he said, Rod underscore B underscore Johnson. And we'd appreciate follows there. Facebook.com slash GeekOutLoud is the Facebook page. There's a new goal poll up. Do you believe in Bigfoot or not? Go answer it. Let us hear. Everyone's crushing my dreams right now. It's really making me sad. For a bunch of geeks. No Mountain Man Tim's in this group, huh? Yeah, well, for a bunch of geeks, nobody's got any imagination, apparently. And for a podcaster, I can't say the word imagination. (laughs) So, (laughs) Rod, Nicole, thank you so much again, guys. It's always a blast. Always fun. Guys, everyone else who's listening, thanks for those who tune in at mixer.com slash goaliverse. And thanks to everyone who's downloaded the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Let people know about your safe place to geek out. So for Rod Johnson, for Nicole Jackson, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. We'll see you guys. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. And I think it's gonna be a